Hello, I am Jen Wilson, the Healing Rebel from IamJenWilson.com and it's been a while, it has been a real long while. The last episode that I put out with Kelly was just before I got really sick. I went into a Crohn's flare that I didn't know was a Crohn's flare until I was in the hospital. So this time it presented itself very differently. Although I knew that I was going to the toilet a wee bit more than I would have liked to have been, it wasn't out of control. And then I got an abscess in my bottom hole. And I couldn't stand up. And it was an excruciating pain. So I went to the GP, thinking that they would just have a wee look and tell me, here's some cream or here's a tablet and you'll be alright in a couple of days. And I went to the GP and she phoned the hospital and they said to come up and the surgical team would have a quick look and see what they thought. So I thought I was just going up to the hospital to have a quick look. And again, get a wee tablet or a wee bit of cream and get sent on my merry way. And after I had been sitting in the ward for about an hour and Chris was waiting for me outside the hospital, I messaged him. And we only stayed 10 minutes away from the hospital, so I'd messaged him and said, look, just go down the road and I'll message you when I'm ready for you to pick me up. And then the time went on. And the time went on. And then a nurse came and spoke to me. And you know that way when you're speaking to somebody, you're thinking... I don't think I'm getting out of here today. And then I was waiting for a doctor to come and see me. And the doctor came and saw me. And they said somebody else had to come and see me. So I had a nurse, a junior doctor, the, um, I think a resident surgeon, and then the actual surgeon, and I'm sure somebody else all came along and examined me. I think I showed my backside to about five different people within the space of a few hours. Anyway, turns out they were putting me in for emergency surgery the next day, which meant I was staying in the hospital overnight, much to my surprise. So I had to then contact Chris and ask him to bring me a bag down. Anyway, that long part of the story short, I stayed in hospital for two nights. I had the emergency surgery, which thankfully they didn't, other than putting me under general anaesthetic, they just had a look and they didn't need to put any incisions in or do any procedures because my body had already done what it needed to do to be able to release the the toxins from the abscess. So I was discharged two days after two nights, um, got back home. Spent about two weeks lying in my bed and a lot of pain in my backside. On antibiotics, really, really not feeling good at all. My weight was plummeting, as you can imagine. If When you've already got a bowel condition and then you're on antibiotics, which causes diarrhoea, I was emptying out. Plus, I wasn't hungry and I really didn't want to eat because I was in so much pain. Anyway, my weight plummeted down to about 51 kilos. So just to give you an idea, I'm usually about 65 to 70 kilos. Um, at 5 foot 8 and a half, 174 centimetres. That's not good. 
that's not good. I, I'm not a fan of the BMI calculator, but the BMI calculator is very useful for, and what it was created for was for elderly people to check that they weren't becoming underweight because being underweight is dangerous, way more dangerous than being overweight. And that's what the purpose of the BMI calculator was for initially. So looking at the BMI calculator based on my age, based on my height, I was in the red zone. I was in that red danger zone of being seriously underweight. My blood pressure was really low. My heart rate was really high. And the doctor, the GP was like really worried about this because this is not what we want. This is the complete opposite of what we want. But I kept saying to them, see if I lie in my bed, my blood pressure is not as bad and my heart rate is not as bad, so please just let me stay at home. They kept wanting to send me back to the hospital just to be, be under observation. Really didn't want to be there. So after two weeks of that, started to feel a little bit better. And then I got a cyst in my labia. And I'm thinking, universe, you really don't want me to be able to sit, do you? So that then meant it was another course of antibiotics. Because I was on all these antibiotics, it meant I couldn't be started on the Crohn's medication because the Crohn's medication suppresses your immune system and you cannot be on antibiotics when your immune system is being suppressed because that is super dangerous. So I had to go through the pain of cyst in the labia and again I had to go to the doctors and they were having a look and talking about sending me to the hospital to gynecology which I was putting my foot down and saying I don't really think we need to do that um let's just try the antibiotics first and see how they go so I got the antibiotics I was another two weeks trying to recover from that and then it came time that I was able to go be going to the hospital to start on the, the Crohn's medication and the day before, I started getting big red lumps all down the front of my shin. And I was just thinking, somebody's having a laugh with me. Somebody is having a laugh with me. Why am I being so unwell? And I thought I had an infection on my skin. Turned out, thankfully, that it wasn't an infection. And when I went up to the hospital and saw them to start the Crohn's medication, they were like, that's not an infection. We're okay. It's inflammation and it's the name of something that I can't even say when I see it written down it's letters that are put together that I have no idea how to pronounce that and even when people say it and then I look at the word the sound doesn't isn't phonetic anyway it's inflammation of the sort of fatty tissue interstitial fluid just under the skin that that's what I was suffering with so antibiotics were not the the help for that it was going to be steroids and I have a total aversion to being on steroids. I really don't like them. So I said, no, thank you. I'll see how it goes. So we started on the Crohn's medication. And because I have a history of taking severe reactions, I had to be given some pre-meds, which included steroid, a steroid injection of hydrocortisone and um, an antihistamine. And the next day, my shin felt much better, so I was glad I hadn't asked for the steroids. But then the next day, the pain started coming back. So I had been in the hospital on the Tuesday for that injection. By the Saturday, I could not stand. I could not put my foot down. My whole ankle and lower leg were really inflamed, really, really painful. I ended up having to go to see the out-of-hours GP, who confirmed it was this skin condition that's connected with Crohn's. And the only option was to be on steroids. So I thought, you know what? I don't like being on steroids, but I have to pick my battles. I'm in so much pain and I am so weak. And 
what what do you do? Like, is such a difficult decision, especially when you're somebody like myself who, if there's a natural way to deal with stuff, I would rather go the natural route. Um, but in this in this case, and what I've come to understand over the five years of living with Crohn's is sometimes medication is needed. You know, big pharma isn't always bad. There is an element of bad pharma, but it's not. It's not. It's not always bad. So I was given a prescription for steroids, and I chose to make the dose much lower than what the doctor had recommended because I know my own personal body and my own personal experience taking steroids and I knew that the the dose he was suggesting was far too strong for me having experienced steroids many times over the last five or six years um so I took those steroids did them for five days did get side effects at the much lower dose but got relief from my leg um stopped taking them for 24 hours pain came back had to go back on the steroids but I went on at a lower dose again to try and emit the the pain of all the side effects and also the pain that was in my ankle so I managed to eventually after 10 days on the steroids I managed to get the skin condition under control and um, I don't know how many weeks where are we now September I've had three doses of the Crohn's medication and things are still not great. They're much better than they was. I have regained weight and I have energy, so things are a lot better. A lot better, but I'm still not well. There's still things that I have to I have to manage, I have to navigate round, and that's part of living with a chronic illness, right? There will be times where we heal to a certain point. And the next stage of healing might be longer. It might be something that we've not thought of yet. It might be another direction that we need to turn. And that's what I'm exploring. And that's what I encourage you to explore. So if you're living with a chronic health condition, if you're living with some form of unwellness, and maybe it's not a chronic health condition, maybe you've been injured and it, you're in a recovery process from that. Maybe you're going through perimenopause or menopause and that's a big change in your life. You know, whether it's a chronic health condition or a change in your circumstances, these things need to be addressed in a way that works for you. And that's what I'm really big on when I work with or when I work with clients when we do the Healing Rebel programme. It's about looking at where you are at what feels right for you for the next steps to take. I mean, there, I have a basic model of things that I believe are really useful, which is working with your lymphatic system, working with your movement so that you're moving in a way that works for you, nourishing your body, working with your breath. All of these things really important and they're basic things that once you've learned the tools and techniques, they don't then cost you more money on the other side. You have this outlay, I suppose, would be the right word, to learn how to do the things and then finding the way that from that is the best for you at this current time. And that may change over time. So breathing techniques, some people find the four-point 
box breath really useful where you breathe in for four, hold for four, out for four, hold for four. Some people find that really useful. I personally find that really aggravating and I don't find it soothes any kind of anxiety. Each to their own and it's not I'm right or wrong around that box breathing. It's just that's what works for me and what works for somebody else is totally different. But there are basics around it. So there's another breathing technique that will be more beneficial to me. There might be another breathing technique that's more beneficial to you. And the same with movement. You know, I can, I've got some basics of movement, but what feels right in your body. And when I'm teaching class, that's what I'm always talking to my clients about. Just because I, I see that this exercise should be doing X, Y, Z, if you are experiencing that differently, you listen to that. Your body knows best. Your body is way wiser than our, our minds are, for definite. So are you listening to your body? What is your body telling you? What do you need help and support with? Is there some sort of help and support that I can give you? Can I help you get back to basics? To nourish your body? To love your lymphatic system? To support the lymphatic system? To love your movement and support your movement? What can I help you with? So I'm just going to leave this as quite a short podcast today. Just updating you on where we're at when it's September 2022. How my year has been, why the podcast disappeared. And deciding what I want the podcast to look like and feel like going forward because I love doing the interviews for the podcast and I find them so much fun but also they take a lot of work and they're really big distraction from being able to do other things to help you the listener as a lot of the podcasts do help you the listener because some of the guests have so much insight so much wonderfulness but it's a lot of work to be able to get two people at the same time to be able to sit down for an hour or longer to have that conversation and they've got money to earn, I've got money to earn, you've got money to earn. That's how the world works unfortunately with the capitalist structure but that's the game that we're playing so um, yeah we will see how it pans out, see how it works. Just thought I would drop in today with a short and sweet one, let you know what I'm up to, let you know how I got out of that, that little slump. I did bounce back reasonably, although I had two months in bed where I was like, oh my God, this is lasting forever. I have bounced, once I got back on my feet, I got much stronger, much faster. And I think I really put that down to the work that I do in between looking after my body as best I can. And that doesn't mean everything's perfect. I'm, I have been sitting eating Murray Mints this morning. Um, no, It's not all sunshine and roses and perfect diet and perfect everything but there is a lot of work that gets done and a lot of work is making my life easier and that's what that's what I want I want for me I want for you so I hope this wee short and sweet podcast has been useful if you need any help with anything at all please do reach out to me my website I am jenwilson.com I'm on Instagram I am dot Jen Wilson. I'm on Facebook. I am Jen Wilson. 
I'm on TikTok, I am dot Jen Wilson. I'm on Pinterest, The Healing Rebel. My website, I am jenwilson.com. I think I mentioned that one already. Uh, YouTube, I am Jen Wilson. I'm everywhere. Like, there is nowhere that you can't find me, I don't think. So please do reach out. How can I help you? What can What can we do to make your body better? What can we do to make your health better? I look forward to hearing from you. And I'll speak to you soon.